Hi, this is Cassandra from the Luminous Star Channel. Mwah! Thank you guys and gals so much for being with me today or tonight. I certainly hope that you are treating yourself well. Well, uh, today I want to talk about uh, the root of the third party situation or those situationships, right? <laughs> that narcissists seem to love so much. But anyway, um, I say that the root cause or the root of the third party situation just might be covert narcissism. Because when you think about covert narcissism, it could be the open uh, secret, you know, the open, dark, dirty secret. It's something that a lot of people may see signs of or they may know about, but everybody wants to keep it quiet, especially those who are involved, especially the narcissist. But anyway, um, I just want to uh, thank everyone for joining me today again. And I know right now things are still a little rough for a lot of us. We're still facing certain challenges due to current events. And I just want to encourage everyone to take care of themselves and each other. Okay, so, uh, you know, I know a lot of us are ready for certain things to, you know, be over. But uh, just hang in there, right? Just make sure that you are taking care of yourself and each other. Okay. So the root of third-party situations or third-party situation ships. Now, you know, there are a lot of narcissists out there or those who have narcissistic traits or they have narcissistic tendencies that are maligning or they're malignant, okay? They're, in other words, they're out for self. They pat themselves on the back for a job well done. What is the job well done to a narcissist? Whenever they cause misery for other people, when they are gaining in the game, at the expense of others. They have a lot of pawns in the game. To a narcissist or those who have a maligning narcissistic trait, they tend to pat themselves on the back for this. So this is a job well done to him or her. Okay, so uh, unless they are causing other people demise, uh, narcissists tend to not be very happy with themselves. They're not really happy with themselves anyway, but that's another one of their dark, dirty secrets. But whenever their masks start to slip or to crack, then they begin to shapeshift. OK, <laughs> this is often when they try to scramble around in order to make sure they don't land in spiritual jail for all of the tactics that they have pulled for narcissistic supply or to obtain narcissistic supply. OK, or to keep several sources of supply. But um, we find a lot of people today are. Um, those who, a lot of people who have narcissistic traits, they seem to be doing much of, um, well, they seem, I think they're doing a lot. Okay. They, they, they do a little bit too much. Okay. Normally a narcissist will do anything or just about everything to stay out of spiritual jail. But this is where a lot of narcissists who have narcissistic tendencies that are very maligning okay they end up in spiritual jail but they will do they will go kicking and screaming so make no mistake about that this is one of the reasons why a lot of narcissists like to create the third party situation or they like to be involved in third party situation ships because they want to take as many people with them as possible now i've often heard it said that Narcissists will, um, they're like soul collectors. 
So they will cause demise in other people's lives. They may even influence some to fall from grace. Therefore, they may deliver their souls to the devil. Okay, that's just an expression. But then when you think about the third party situation, okay, they want to link up with other people. They want to make sure that when karma comes to their address, there are other souls, there are other people that also will suffer that karma. Very often, narcissists will use other people as a shield, not just as a pawn, okay, but as a shield to buffer from karma or the effects of karma. Narcissists, they often pull a lot of shenanigans. So when it comes time for, uh, for the narcissist to suffer the consequences, well, they don't want to suffer the fullest extent of it. So one of the best ways that they buffer against that is to have people who are highly intuitive, empathic, perhaps even a person who may be a Hyoka empathic. Okay, these individuals, they feel very deeply. They love very deeply. And not only that, they tend to pick up on the energies of others. But when it comes down to third-party situations, this is another thing to consider, the energy transferences between all parties involved. So this means when the narcissist pulls shenanigans and then others may feel or think some sort of way about it, well, what does that involve? What does that entail? Emotions, thoughts, right? All of that is energy. So when narcissists are you know soaking up all of that energy and they're using all the pawns in the game for uh buffering and shielding from karma well then you can start to understand and understand why the third party situation just may be one of their faves okay this may be one of the best things ever to a narcissist so uh the third party situation you know it has covert narcissism written all over it it has, you know, this is another way that the narcissists use covert means to obtain their source supplies, of which they never want to run out of. And I just want to say something else, too. It's okay not to like the narcissistic behavior. A lot of us, you know, right now we're hearing about uh, forgiving and loving each other and raising the vibration and, you know, um, feeling compassion. Now, I'm, I'm about all these things. I don't say that these things are wrong. However, you have to also practice discretion and discernment. Okay, a good judgment and wisdom, and I would say even common sense, has to be practiced. There are some narcissists out here who have pulled shenanigans that are very, I mean, just it goes deep. Okay, we're talking about years of pulling shenanigans and therefore hurting a lot of people. So certain things I say, you know, just just triple think about considering reconciling with any narcissist from your past, because there are a lot of narcissists right now that are ripping and running to avoid uh, spiritual jail. So they're running all over the place. They're going to those that they used to be romantically involved. They're exes. OK, they're exes, certain family members that they have cut off long time ago, unfairly, by the way. Sometimes you have to say goodbye to family, not only to represent them very well, but also, but, but also sometimes you have to say goodbye to family, not only to represent them in a positive way, but also to maintain your sanity, your overall well-being, your mental health in particular. 
Okay, a lot of you probably feel me on that one. In other words, you do it from a place of love. You're not doing it out of spite. You have to find the good and the goodbye sometimes. So when it comes down to uh, the third party situations, narcissists will often run and hide within those situations or those situationships. They, what are they hiding from? Karma. They don't want to. They don't want to face the conflict that they created, or the conflicts that they have created. They don't want to face it. See, they can dish it, but they can't take it. So when it comes down to those of us today who are contemplating forgiveness, we may have compassion. We're still highly intuitive, empathic individuals. Okay, celebrate that. However, when it comes down to the narcissist, just think twice about reconciling. Think three times, four times, maybe 10. When you're contemplating reconciling or when you're contemplating uh, burying the hatchet, or you are contemplating atonement with him or her, or it may be several people. See, these things are admirable. These things are uh, honorable. These things are positive, constructive. Okay, and this also frees you. It, it releases energy that no longer serves you. But what does the narcissist? Now, here's a critical question. Here's a critical question for you all. What does the narcissist? have to do with your choosing to forgive or to have compassion or to make atonement with him or her. See, that goes to the closure. I've made this mistake in a distant past. And that is thinking that I needed the narcissist or the cluster personality type in order to obtain closure. No, what I discovered, guys, was that I never needed them to help me obtain a closure. I desired them to help me obtain a closure. See, there's a big difference there. So when you start to think about and you start to open your heart and feel what you have experienced already, you know, with the narcissist, you know, for first of all, you're gonna probably feel a lot of pain. So you don't wanna drudge up too much pain from your past. Because right now, the last thing that I think anybody on the planet all to be doing or they need is to be living in the past or returning back to the past. The past is the past. I say learn from it and move on. You know, that's probably the best thing to do. But then, you know, that's just my opinion. But uh, some examples of third party situations. Okay. Um, well, you have dysfunctional families headed by the narcissist or parents and or grandparents who may have cluster personality traits or they may have a narcissistic uh, personality disorder. Okay. Um, there is a, well, there's the case of, um, it depends on where you work. Okay. Some of the workplace uh, environments are very toxic. There are some cluster personality types there. They may be coworkers. They may be your boss. They may be the office manager, you know, what have you. Um, but the professional setting is not so professional because you have a lot of people pulling uh, shenanigans. For instance, there may be someone there that you know, one of your co-workers. They may not have earned the promotion that they ended up getting. Matter of fact, maybe you are the one that earned it, but you didn't get that promotion. He or she may have ended up boosting their salary, right? Because they got the promotion. But you're the one that worked your ASS off for it. Okay, I got to keep it G-rated. 
You're the one that worked your butt off for it. But uh, when it comes down to narcissists obtaining sources of supply and having the third party situations in order to do what? Buffer or hide from karma so they don't go to spiritual jail. Okay. Um, I say sources of supply for narcissists often beget other sources of supply. For instance, when they get that promotion that they did not earn, by the way, they may get uh, an increase in salary. More than likely, they will get increase in salary. But see, that source supply begets another source supply. What's the source supply? They ended up jipping someone else out of that promotion. That's one source. Another source, they end up getting recognition for work that they did not do. What's the third source? They end up getting more money. Okay, what's the fourth source? I mean, we can go on and on. The fourth source, with that money, they're able to get more things in order to engage in other pe- with other people to what? Ensnare or entice them into their narcissistic world. You see where I'm going with this? Source supply begets more source supply for narcissists. So it just seems like a very vicious cycle. This is one of the reasons why I say covert narcissism just might be the most demonic, coldest entity any human being may experience. Let me repeat that. Covert narcissism just may be the most diabolical, demonic, coldest entity any human being could ever experience. Okay, so I paraphrase that. But I think you all get the picture. Covert narcissism is often the open, dark, dirty secret. A lot of people, yes, they they see the signs, they know about it, but they keep it hush-hush. And this keeps that cycle going. And who benefits the most from that? The narcissist or those who may have a maligning narcissistic trait. Those who may have a maligning uh, or malignant narcissistic tendency. I say everyone has narcissistic tendencies, but not all of them are maligning. I think a lot of people have narcissistic tendencies, but they don't pack themselves on the back at the demise of other people. Okay. Pardon me to, to, to gain at other people's expenses. Put it like that. The narcissist will often pat themselves on the back for a job well done. What is the job well done? Making sure that other people suffer demise. Okay, so, you know, there are some individuals who talk about their narcissistic co-workers, their narcissistic uh, supervisor, or someone else. Uh, they may have a uh, business partner who may be uh, a narcissist. So some people are dealing with it on the work. Uh, on the work site or, you know, in the workforce, as well as on the home front. They may be married to a narcissist. They may have a, a sexual partner as a narcissist. They may be dealing with adult children that may have cluster personality types. All of these things are going on right now. A lot of things are coming to the surface right now. So um, this is why I say, you know, just, you know, as some people say, keep your feathers up, uh, keep your vibes up. Uh, and try to stay in good spirits because the narcissist also, they will tap into the energy field of other people, especially when they're miserable. But not only that, when they are in high spirits. This is why I was talking about the highly intuitive, empathic individual. Narcissists and some cluster personality types, they often, 
you know, authentically, they cannot uplift their own spirits. They have an energy body, just like everyone else, but they often function like a, uh, a generator. Pardon me, not a generator, but they often function as one who may, um, I guess that would be like a generator, one that uh, plugs in to the energy bodies of others and they tap into and they draw from that. Okay, so be mindful of that. You want to make sure that you are focused and doing what you need to do in order to thrive forward. Because whenever you are up or down, the narcissist seems to want to just tap into your energy field anyway. And this does not mean you're a victim. This does not mean that you're a helpless or it's a hopeless case. Sometimes it may look like that. It may seem that way. But the narcissist, like they always say, there's every dog that has, you know, there's all dogs have every day. No, I didn't say that right. Every dog has their day. This does not, I'm not pertaining to anyone as a dog, but hey, you know, if the shoe fits, narcissists often run into their own problems. But see, the thing about it is they don't like to resolve their own problems. They don't even like to seek wise counsel. They often suffer what I call a, um, it's like a karmic cycle. Just certain things keep popping up over and over. Yet the narcissist will point fingers at everyone else and say it is their fault. They don't take responsibility. So sometimes it can be like they are stuck in a time loop. And very often this is due to them being in third party situations and wanting to hide or wanting to keep their dark, dirty secrets a secret. But really, when you look at it, it's the open, dark, dirty secret. Covert narcissism is the open, dark, dirty secret. But the narcissist often is delusional about this. Another example of a third-party situation. Oh, all right, I said that. Okay. See, corporate America... The other way that I look at, so if you're dealing with narcissists in a workplace, just remember what I just said. Source supply begets source supply for narcissists and some cluster personality types. You know, from personal experience, I can say corporate America, just like social media, seems to be a narcissist wet dream. Because I've been involved, see, I've, I've been involved in both worlds. The social media, of course, because you all know <laughs> I'm on social media. But I used to work in corporate America, just like a lot of you. And I have seen some who have narcissistic traits over the top to do just about anything to get to the top. Okay, I've seen some stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, uh, corporate America, like social media, is the narcissist's wet dream. You know, narcissists, they don't like to share. Narcissists often don't like to share source supply, even though they may be a part of a third party situation. They'll sit back and pit one person against the other just for kicks, just for source supply, all to maintain control and have a strong sense, you know, of control to dominate the relationship. You know, they get fuel. And all of this is due to their strong sense of entitlement. It is their way or the highway. So, you know, there are several individuals 
who tap into the energy field of a highly intuitive, empathic person. These people are sometimes they're narcissists. So some of you may have been dealing with more than one narcissist. All of them are trying to tap into your energy field or they are tapping into your energy field. But here's something else that's also interesting in a third party situation. And that is when narcissists began to fight one another for the energy field of those that they are targeting for source supply. See, narcissists don't like to share source supplies. Okay, so they will sometimes fight one another. It could be one person that they're targeting. It could be several. But narcissists, when they are involved in the third party situation, if there's another cluster personality type, if there's another narcissist involved in that third party, or they're around that third party, or they can influence that third party to be busted up, right? Or to stay together. These, is what, these are where your enablers come in. Some people think they're doing the right thing, but, you know, by helping the narcissist. And this is how sometimes third party situations can stay together, but they're very toxic. So narcissists, they often will be in competition, even with those who may be enablers. Even the people that they may recruit as flying monkeys. They're not directly involved in third party situations sometimes. These individuals, these two groups, the uh, enablers, as well as the flying monkeys, see, sometimes they're outside looking in, but they're indirectly influencing the third party situation to stay active. Sometimes they're involved in the third party may turn into a six party or a seven party or eight party or a 10 party. But narcissists will often feel threatened by others who may end up getting more supply than him or her. They can't have that. So again, covert narcissism is often at the root of a third party situation because it is the open, deep, dark, dirty secret. Some narcissists will fight each other because of... Some narcissists will fight each other for sources of supply in fear that someone else may hog the energy of those that they target for source supply, such as an empathic person. Narcissists don't like to share supply. Okay? It's best to remove yourself. If Should you be in this type of situation, it is best to remove your energy from such situations that reflect toxicity at this sort of level. Okay, this is a level of toxicity that, like they say, there are levels to this schnitt. Okay, <laughs> I just made up a word, but I think you all know what I'm talking about, right? There are levels to this stuff. So remember, toxicity at this level is going to compromise your overall well-being. So I just went over those third-party situations, right? Those third-party, those examples of third-party situations. You just want to be cognizant of that. They can come from family. They can be of the workforce, sometimes even a business partnership, sometimes uh, just um, lovers or friends. But uh, be, just be cognizant of this and learn how to protect your energy. It is not really about protecting your energy. It's more, it's more about preserving your energy, making sure that you are on point, making sure that you're thriving forward. Don't waste time and energy Focusing on what the narcissist wants or needs because they're going to look out after themselves. Narcissists often pride themselves on the shock and awe of those that they target for source supply. 
you know, a lot of us end up in shock because the narcissist has pulled a shenanigans. Okay. A lot of people end up in shock when the narcissist pulls the rug out from underneath him or her in order to obtain source supply. Therefore, we are in shock and they're in awe. A lot of, there are some narcissists who are in awe or they pat themselves on the back for a job well done. Okay, what's the job well done? They pull the shenanigan in order to obtain source supply. In other words, they keep the third party situation going. But it's at the expense of all the other parties. The other parties, should they find out what happened, they're in shock. If you have been in this situation or you've been in a situation ship with a narcissist, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like sometimes it's surreal. It's a parallel reality. It's a twilight zone. You're in shock about the shenanigan they pulled, even though this might be the third time they pulled it. But every time it's like that feeling of shock because they pulled the rug out from underneath you. Sometimes you can feel it when it's about to happen, but somehow it still feels shocking. Very often that narcissist will pat themselves on the back and they are in awe of themselves. You know, they often have their heads stuck up there. You know, you know what? They got their heads stuck up there behind. They're in awe. They are delighted. They are pleased with themselves for pulling off the shenanigans in order to keep that third party situation active. The, the piece of the pie, the biggest piece of the pie goes to the narcissist in a third party situation ship. No one else gets the bigger, juicier piece than a narcissist. Please understand that. Please know that. If you don't take anything else away from this video, if you don't take anything away else, if you don't take anything, if you all don't take anything else away from this podcast, please take that away. And that is in a third party situation, the narcissist is always going to make sure they get the biggest piece of the pie. And it's going to be the most delicious piece. Okay. And it's not going to be that crust. You know, they're not, it's not going to be the crust that's left. That dried old piece of stale crust. Uh-uh. They're going to make sure they go to somebody else. Okay. <laughs> so the narcissist is going to make sure that they get the best piece of the pie. The most delicious piece of the pie. The crust that's stale, a day old, two or three days old will go to somebody else. And narcissist is not going to be bothered by that. Okay. So uh, just remember, um, a lot of the times in the third party situation, the narcissist they're often, they're often running away from karma. They're often running away from the, uh, the, uh, spiritual jail. Okay. And it's okay not to like the narcissistic behavior. Some of us right now, we're afraid that we are turning into the narcissist or we're afraid that we're being mean spirited like the narcissist or we're, we're, we are a narcissist. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with you defending your life. Some of us have to learn how to defend not only our identity, but what we stand for. That's an adjustment that many people have to make after they have dealt with a narcissist because of the grooming process. Narcissists often groom those that they target for source supply. This is another reason why third party situations stay intact for a long period of time. So <clears throat> when it comes down to the uh, third party situation, just remember, very often at the root of it is covert narcissism. 
Covert narcissism is one of the most diabolical, demonic, coldest entities that one can ever experience. Okay, and, and again, that's just my opinion. Because uh, when you think about all of the diabolical tactics that a covert narcissist will engage in in order to keep the open secret dark and dirty, you can start to think about that uh, statement. Yeah, covert narcissism is no joke. It's one of the most diabolical, most de demonic things that a person can ever experience. Uh, and another reason why I say that is because it's so hard to detect, yet it is so impactful. Tool number one, know your worth. Consider what your gifts and talents are and be grateful for them. Okay, uh, tool number two, practice shadow work. Okay, except that you have a shadow side. Everybody does. I call it the shadow side. I call it the uh, shadow side of human nature. I call it the dark side of human nature. Okay, so uh, practice your shadow work. There's nothing wrong with that. What is shadow work? That is when you embrace the good, the bad, and the ugly. You're embracing yourself wholeheartedly. And that also takes adjustment, especially after experiencing narcissistic relationships. Okay, so embrace the good, bad, and ugly. Accept you for who you are and be ready to defend who you are. Be ready to defend uh, what you stand for. Just be ready to defend that. And it's not going to be easy at first, but it, it's doable. All right, so third tool, practice a combination of personal boundaries, mindfulness, and focus intention techniques. Now, what are these three things are going to do for you? Well, number one, it will give you a clearer perspective on how you tend to do relationships. Narcissists want people in the dark about that because that keeps the door open for them. It keeps the third party situation having a revolving door. That is another aspect of third party situations that keep them intact. There's always a revolving door. There's never a bottom line when it comes to third-party situations. There are a lot of mixed messages. You're not certain what pleases the narcissist or what, once you think you got it down pat, the narcissist comes with another condition in order to keep him or her happy. Just think about that for a minute. But when you practice mindfulness, when you practice focus and tension techniques, and when you practice personal boundaries, the other thing that's going to happen is you will gain uh, not only a clear perspective on things, but you will also be able to increase. OK, you want to make sure you increase or boost your confidence level. Once you start doing things uh, differently, you know, what is, what is the uh, definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over, respecting or inspecting. What is the, what is the, um, they said the, um, they say the definition of insanity is when you repeat things over and over expecting different results. So try something new, almost daily, if not daily, this will boost your confidence. So the thing new that you could be trying is tool number three, practicing a combination of personal boundaries, mindfulness, and focus intention techniques. Okay. 
And the other thing this will do for you is it will also help you to focus on what you intend to manifest at this time in your life. Do you intend to manifest another narcissistic relationship? Probably not. So what are you focused on? Pretty much, what are you focused on? Who are you focused on? If you're focused on the narcissist, then I can tell you pretty much, you're probably going to feel drained a lot. You're probably not going to have enough energy to do anything else in your life. So uh, just practice mindfulness, focus attention. So by practicing, so of course, let's I certainly hope everyone has enjoyed this podcast episode. Stay tuned for more. And don't forget to check out the uh, Luminous Star podcast, okay? Where you can find more episodes like this. Also, check me out on Patreon. And you will also be able to become a part of our group or join the live group. I will go over online courses that I have created. And you can also find out more about the online courses by not only visiting Patreon, but also visit my blog, luminousstar.blog. Until next time, take care.